right, everybody. So the Warforged threw a sack of flour and it detonated like an IED. Uh, this is the Sessions Cancelled podcast where we talk about everything. Mechanics, flavor, running the game, what have you. Uh, I am, it's me, your boy, Isaiah. And I'm here with Josh. Guten Tag. Sam. Hey. And Matt. Hello there. And today we're going to talk about something that really... Uh, chaps my khaki something fierce and that is equipment I am very particular about how equipment is run during the game and I always want it to sort of work maybe not a certain way but I always have an idea of how I would like it to work and very rarely does it actually ever do that gentlemen what, what do you generally think about equipment in TTRPGs can we hold on yes. before we really get into it I just want I just want to like round table it real quick because Isaiah, I know how you and me feel on the subject. Yes. Sort, generally. I know me and you get very into it. Matt, do you give a flying fuck about equipment? Is it even something that, like, crosses your brain? Uh, uh not really. <laughs> Honestly, I feel, I feel bad okay. saying that. But okay. no, it doesn't really come across unless it's, like, you know, one of these discussions or a player asks. I don't really think about it most of the time during gameplay. Sam? I don't think you're ready for this. Oh well, I said oh. I, give give us the short, quick version now. Get into it. Now. Oh, right, you but, want the you want the quick version? Okay. Yeah. Equipment yeah, yeah. cool. All right. Well, <laughs> I God damn, damn I just, it. God, I don't know what I expected. I expected how he was gonna do it. I in my head he was gonna say equipment cool, and I was I, like, no, no, he won't fuck me like this. Surely he won't. No, he did. He absolutely no, he did. did. He did. Okay. I, he asked for the short version. I gave him the short version. I mean, maybe not quite that short, I just, but I, uh, yeah, sure. All right, you got me. <laughs> I, I can't believe you've done this. I can. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. So we got one equipment cool. We've got one don't really care. And we've got two boys about to get real, uh, real into it. Mm-hmm. Me and Sam just gonna sit back with popcorn, just watching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just probably was gonna be like watching so, the shit fling. Maybe. So, dear viewers, for me, when we're talking about equipment, I I always have this idea that I want equipment to work a, a, in a specific way, and that way being, I don't necessarily want equipment to say like it can only do X, Y, and Z. I don't want it that hard coded into the mechanics because when you do stuff like that, it can be kind of limiting in the way that you can try to innovate using it. But I do like systems where, you know, every item has, does have a specific use. And I think uh, equipment has been used my favorite way in the Fantasy Flight Star Wars games. What do you guys think about that one? Not blades? No, I like blade. Well, so here's the thing, blades, Blades is very vague about its stuff, but in a way that I like. And I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I mean, so, okay, all right. I like Blades system because it means that I don't have to think too hard about what I'm bringing with me, but I only like it in the Blade setting because it, it, I mean, if you're not going on heists, you know, or you're not doing a mission, like it does not really work in D&D because that's more long form. Star Wars is a little bit more long form. It can be short term or short form rather, but like that requires the game to be specifically like that. 
and Blade specifically caters for that. D&D, Star Wars, they don't they don't really cater to that. They cater to a, a much broader form of you're going to go do the thing not for one session or two sessions, but for like, you know, five maybe depending on how good your party is about progressing yeah i i basically i completely agree with sam on this one i don't think i could have said it any better myself actually but like yeah i i think I, I like the most in fantasy flight star wars because the equipment system tells you this thing does this it can be used in this way it doesn't necessarily say that it can only be used in those ways but it does specifically tell you that each item in the equipment list has a very specific purpose for example, they tell you what the stim packs do. They tell you about the binox. They tell you about the slicing uh, uh, tools. You know, like there's nothing there that doesn't do anything. And if it doesn't do anything, it's just not in the list, right? Like there's no rules for death sticks in Fantasy Flight Star Wars <laughs> because you just like, you know that, that they're just cigarettes, right? Like they don't, there's no point in putting them on the equipment list because they don't do anything. Uh, and don't worry, because I'm going to bring up 5e real soon and how that <laughs> does that exact same thing. And it gets me whoo, real mad. All right. Hold on. So I, I just want to I want to like uh, point something um, out. I find kind of funny is so you're like, yeah, I really like the, the equipment system in Fantasy Flight Star Wars, which I also do like the, the equipment system Fantasy Flight Star Wars uses. However, <laughs> the reasons you listed, none of those are at the top of my list. Oh, really? <laughs> no. So, hold on, I'm pulling up the PDF real quick because I just want to check something. Uh, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to find the freaking equipment table, am I? Sorry, I should have pulled this up a little. Oh, here we go. This is what I was, was going to say. Uh, uh, I found it. I found it. <laughs> so, the thing that I actually. So, you're, you're right. Yes, it has some good. Uh, it has some good, like, there's a good fictional mechanical balance. But something I actually really like about the equipment system with the Fantasy Flight Star Wars games is how the encumbrance is handled. Mm, okay. Because the encumbrance number is a relatively small number. You know, it's any it's like one to ten, I think. Roughly. And yes. the the book is like, hey, the encumbrance is a combination of how much does this weigh and how unwieldy is this thing to carry around? So like looking at it, a light repeating blaster, which for anyone who's not like super into Star Wars, a light repeating blaster is like those really big. I was about to use Star Wars to explain Star Wars. Let me rethink Bless that thought. A light repeating blaster is like a light machine gun equivalent Star War in Star Wars, basically. So they're quite long and they tend to have like a large like a barrel or like an energy pack or something along those lines. So they're it's not so much that they're super heavy, but they have an encumbrance of seven because they're really long and unwieldy. Right. So I like that they take into account how much something weighs as well as how unwieldy it is. And I like that some things just don't count. Right. So like some really small stuff like a stun grenade and thermal detonators, they have encumbrance zero because you could just stuff up. You could realistically, especially I mean, thermal detonators and Star Wars are very small. You could probably fit like four or five of those in your pocket. Right. So. I like that's like one of my favorite parts about it, which I know is kind of a funny thing. I also think it has a pretty good tag system to make some more like interesting weapons like the tags on like uh, what the hell's the freaking um, the Mandalorian's rifle that everybody loves. Oh, the disruptor rifle. Yeah, 
There's a good, there's some good, like, fun rule, like, the way the tag system is. There's some fun ways they did disruptor rifle and stuff like that. And then they also have, like, there's the cumbersome tag, which is like, oh, not only is it unwieldy, but also you need to have a certain level of, like, strength to even be able to use it because it's such a, like, over-the-top weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all that. I have a question, though, real quick. Uh-huh. Also, I... Matt, in case anyone's wondering, Matt has not played this game, so he has no opinion nope. on this game we were talking about. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I'm, just I'm just here. I'm, I just exist. I, I, yeah. I knew that this was going to happen. I feel kind of yeah, bad. It's but okay. Like, I just, I get really hype about Fantasy no. Flight's uh, equipment system, so I wanted to talk about it. it was a good, it's a good game. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's um, interesting because I, I, like, the more I hear you guys talk about, like, these other games, the more it actually does give me the inkling to, like, look it up and then, please, like, please. maybe not play, but, you know, play. maybe look up or maybe a one shot. I don't know. Down play. the line, mayhaps. Um,. <laughs> I, I was cur- I'm just curious though, Isaiah, what brought this did did was this this thought, this topic thought brought on by a specific thing? Yes, okay, actually. I'm happy you brought that up because now I'm <laughs> gonna plug something that we're not being sponsored for. God bless. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, about six months ago, Matt gave me access to a PDF that's uh, it's called the he- uh the Heroes of Midgard Oh god, Handbook. what's the name? Play- Handbook. Play- yeah, yeah. Player Handbook. And, and yeah. in that there is a special section at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the book that basically completely revamps all of the mundane weapons in the game, and as opposed to them just being like weapons with like a weight and a damage type, each weapon has unique special abilities and attacks and things like that that they can do to help spice combat up. And what I really liked about that was that let's face it most of the weapons in 5e is the same weapon with the same stats and the same weight and everything it just has a different name like halberd and glaive what's up you're being far too kind say it like it is they're fucking boring yes they're boring as fuck they're They're fucking boring i I hate them so fucking much i just i'm I'm sorry it just every longsword is the same every dagger is the same they don't do anything unique uh to, to explain a little a little extra context to here to the viewers also listeners i always say viewers listeners isaiah's really 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 into like weapons and like historical weaponry I, yeah and so I, history I'm a and, yeah and uh, i am i am just really into history so i really like the little nuancey differences between a rapier a side sword a bastard sword a lot like all that bullshit that most people don't even know or care about yeah. So that's why we have <laughs> strong opinions. And, you know, we talked about this about two sessions, two, two sessions ago, two episodes ago. We huh? talked about like ways to, to spice combat up. Right. And uh, I brought that was this last up there. Episode. Was it last episode? OK. Yeah. And just it is the same thing. It's like, you know, I've we've been I've been playing D&D for about five, six years now. And. I, I do get fun out of combat even now just based on like the way that I flavor a character and that's that's all fun and good but it, it gets to a point where it's like you just want something else and it, it, it I at least I feel this way I don't know what anybody else does it's really easy I think to to at least remedy some of the problems with 5e's combat and like the big one that I I use in my games is just different dice, right? Like the fact that a yeah. great sword does two d six and a great axe does one d twelve, awesome! I love that. Why can we not have that for more things, right? You can have a scimitar do like you know one d six, and the short sword could do, you know, this is a different damage type, so maybe this doesn't work too well, but like two d four, 
or you can have a glaive well, do one d10 pier- <laughs> uh, slashing, and a halberd does one d10 piercing. And I know that's not that's not dice; that's damage typing. But like simple stuff like well, that. Well, Isaiah, I believe that, didn't Im- you- huh? that implies that damage typing matters. I True. Mean, I mean, yeah, yeah that's a whole other thing. That's its own, make it's damage fine. typing matter more. That would help with this problem. Um, but also, so Isaiah, I believe you said in your game that you made a great sword that was like 3d4 for the damage i did yeah for the damage die yeah so like that's a thing but also we've talked about this before as i know we have 5e already has the thing in place to make their equipment more interesting and then they just like didn't use it yes the tags it's yeah the tags like um, like a lot of people forget about this in 5e the only because the only two tags i think anyone ever gives a shit and or pays attention to with 5e is the throne tag and the finesse tag and that's pretty much it i would i would throw versatile in there yeah but i think a lot of people know versatile is a thing but don't realize it's a tag they just think that oh this this weapon just can be one or two handed like i don't even think they realize it has like a system behind it you know uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with that but i mean i, I could be wrong saying. but yeah so going back to the midgard heroes handbook they've basically given every weapon for the most part unique abilities that they can do based on what they are so a short sword does not act at all like a scimitar and that's awesome right like uh short swords have i believe they have something like uh quick draw and uh so like you can you can or it's pommel strike or something like you know what i'm gonna check i probably should have pulled this up previously but it's fine i had it open yeah i yep i should have oh that's nope that's not my pdf reader that's my mod uh what yeah no that was not it oh but it's fine we're opening it now so uh for thrown weapons daggers are you talking about pinning point or concealed blade uh because there's two different uh at least I'm looking. I'm I'm looking at the PDF right now. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't bring up. I was talking about uh, short swords. So oh, short swords. I'm sorry. I thought you said yeah, daggers. So short swords has something that's called close quarters combat. When you successfully grapple or escape a uh, grapple a creature or escape a grapple, you may make a single attack with a short sword as a bonus action. Additionally, a cre- whenever a creature fails to escape a grapple with you, you may also make a single attack with, as a reaction, or you get short draw as an action. You may draw a sheathed one-handed sword and make an attack to roll a strike against the enemy with its pommel, leaving the target gasping for breath. The attack deals no damage, but the next attack against that creature has advantage. That's awesome. Uh, Meanwhile, Scimitar has Bloody Wound. When you hit a creature with a Scimitar, you can choose to take a superficial but bloody wound. This attack deals no damage, but the target takes 1d6 slashing damage at the beginning of each of their turns until they make a DC Wisdom uh, Medicine check as an action to stop the bleeding. I can't read out loud today. I don't know what's wrong with me. But yeah, it just... I mean, read, read a little slower, Chief. Yeah. It also has short draw, but that's fine because the big ones that they have are completely different. And I think that's fantastic. It's yeah. just, it's so good. It's so good. And it completely changes the way the game is played because then you can do things like, oh, well, I choose, if you have extra attack, you go, okay, well, I'm going to forego. Oh, I just said forego. I'm <laughs> for going to forego. He said the thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to forego my extra attack to potentially give someone else advantage while I get to do an attack or you can stun an enemy. It just, there's so much that you can do with it. Right. Um, the only the only thing coming from i guess the devil's advocate here like the reason i feel like they made the weapons they are when you know when you know back in 2014 5e 
I think that they did that because it's, you know, streamlined, simplified to get new players involved. And I think that... Are you ready for the counter, Matt? Sure. Hold on. Let me let me just finish okay. this this one okay. quick point. If anything, right. Cue up I, that that guilty gear counter. Objection. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. 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 That's not guilty gear. I'm sorry. But it's, um, it's still but, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It still. Works. But um. But for streamlight, I think the like these options from the Midgard book, which like Cobalt Press books, fucking magnifique. So good. Yep. I yeah, think yeah. that if you ask, like, if you throw these options at your players, like, more like. I don't know, like experienced players, I think they'll grab onto it and gravitate towards these and then they'll add new new options and mechanics that will get people thinking more in combat and give something more to marshals. Because I know a lot of people argue like, well, martial classes don't have enough shit to do. Look at all the spell casters. Equipment would help. Yeah. 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 I what? think no. I think the one <laughs> thing, though, is, again, that whole the new player, like you give all these options to new players. And I think they're going to get sh- kind of like frozen, like with all the choices and options and be like, oh, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, but I don't know. What, 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 what were you going to say, Josh? Right. Yeah, you go, right. on, go on, Josh, because I here also we, have here. a thing I want to say. Here we, here we go, boys. Cue up your guilty gear. Here's the deal. Agreed. Yeah, 100%. New players are going to, or yeah, new players are going to be like, oh, that's a lot of buttons, you know? They're going to they're going to look up their move list and be like, what the fuck's a pretzel motion? I'm going to be like, I feel you, fam. I understand. (laughs) Here's the deal. You don't have to use a pretzel motion. Just focus on quarter circles for right now. Because 5e already solved this problem. Again, optional rules. That's what they're there. And I don't mean optional rules in the way that feats are optional rules and that they're not actually optional and nobody treats them that way. I mean, actual, genuine optional rules in that here's the equipment. Right, and then you have the five E equipment as is, and then you go further in the book, and you, here's the advanced equipment rules. If you would like to do more complicated things with your weapons, here you go. This is what you have. We do not recommend this for new players. That's it. That's all you have to do. Just section the two things away. It's very simple. Hey, Josh, you want to know my counterpoint to that? Yes, please hit me with a half circle back forward motion. <laughs> they already did I... that. It's called the weapon feats. Got him. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. But I, I, I think uh-huh. I want it. I, I want it more built into the weapons, though. I think I don't no, like I, it. Being I, I understand. I, I fully understand. But yeah. But they already have that there. Yeah. It's already I optional. guess they kind of do. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. The weapons mm. are. I don't like this answer, but they've already done uh-huh. this. They, uh-huh. they already have a system in place where you can make weapons more unique. But. You have to There's spend also, a feed on them, which yeah. is like to new players that might not mean anything. So, but also it requires you to get to a certain level to use it. So it's like yeah. it's balanced, but not. It's uh, you know, it's a thing. Mm. Yeah, no, I I see, I see what Sam is saying, and it's funny. We started this talking about Star Wars, and I do want to go back to Star Wars real bad because right. I don't I don't want to shit on Five E the entire time. Uh, I mean, it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. It was. Uh, I just, you know, I, I want to at like least that. pretend that these podcast episodes are not 70% about 5e. <laughs> Let me just hop my gold <laughs> you, please. Well, no, no, but we're not sucking 5e's dick. We're shitting on it this time. Big difference. I, uh, 
it, I'm huge difference. Shitting on I don't it. want to yeah, say it, shitting I, on I, it. I want to provide more constructive criticism than anything okay, else. When it, okay, let me put it this way. When it comes to equipment, I will shit on the game. Yeah, I'll praise the game enough. for a lot of other things, but not, not for this particular section. Yeah, and I mean, I, I agree with the optional rules thing, but I don't see a reason why to not at least put the thing, right? Because it's like, okay, yes, there's a lot of things you can do. It's it's not really, right? You, you get three types of attacks at level one. You uh -huh. can, right? And maybe it's just because I've been playing the game for so long, but, you know, you can have these rules implemented into a weapon. You can just not use them. You know, like you absolutely if, can. Yeah. If if you think it's simpler and you don't want to have to think about, you know, have, making the enemy roll a dex, because like the the bloody wound thing, I admit that can get a little complicated because like it doesn't say if it stacks or not, and you know, yeah. But you know, just attacking that that does a thing that 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 works right, and you do have uh, yep. other class based abilities that can support what you want to do. But yeah. much yeah. like the way that I think that lingering injuries should be handled, which is, and again, this is my personal opinion, that you shouldn't force them on the players, but the players should be allowed to take them if they are feeling particularly spicy. This is sort of the same way, and I think it, this perfectly encompasses the way that I like running games, which is, here are some options for you. If you don't want to use them, you don't have to, but these are things that the enemies could potentially use against you. So, if you want to potentially get a bit of a leg up on the enemies, and or learn how the enemies fight, because if they're going to use it against you, knowing how the ability works is half the battle. Right, right, yeah, a good way to teach, a good way to have new players become interested in the like fancy weapon system is if the bad guy beats their ass with it and suddenly they're like wait can i do that and you look at them and go yes yes <laughs> yes you can, you can. exactly exactly <laughs> um so yeah it just the midgard heroes book is so cool i mean i i say that i i barely read any of it because i saw the equipment was like ooh, and i go back and read the equipment thing every so often just to be like damn this is good <laughs> Well, and I think another oh, part, too, of the uh, particularly when talking about 5e, and I think some other games also have this problem, is that if your if your base design of the game is like with 5e part, of, I think part of the problem is that marshals, right, the fighter and, you know, the barbarian and whatnot, the rogue, your classics are more simple by default, right? Like they're designed more simply. So because you started from that point with the classes, now putting it on the equipment is like an extra step. So it kind of comes back to that, like maybe they dumbed down fighter too much, you know, which I, yeah. they, I, yeah. I mean, no. I, I think Impossible. they did. And it's funny because <laughs> the reason they dumbed down fighter is because of this sort of like, I don't know how it's. I'm just gonna steal this. The podcast system mastery. They they made a joke about this. They they dumbed down fighter for the mythical little brother, because people kept being like, "How is wow. my little eight year old brother supposed to play D and D when fighter is this complicated?" Because they're talking about fourth edition fighter, right? And it's like, who is this mythical little brother you're sitting down to play D and D with? And why are they so dumb that they can't seem to like read a couple of lines of like information? You know, like. It's like this weird thing that got pushed on the game that I don't think was ever real, but it was just like a like perceived reality. I don't even know how to put it. Very odd. 
It's a very weird thing, and I think equipment falls under that same scenario. Like, well, how is my eight-year-old brother gonna play if a longsword can do not one, but two things? Two things is too many. It's like, mm -hmm. what? You know? Uh, you know, he's, he's got a point, though. Two things is too many. Too many. That's too right. Wild. Uh, too many whole things. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, make it optional, and then entice entice your players and when i say and i mean player including the gm entice when i say players i mean everyone who plays the game right entice people by adding those interesting bits sort of showing how it can be cool this kind of goes back to the situation of fighting games and how fighting games keep trying to simplify everything and it's like no 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 to get people interested in the fighting game the secret is not to simplify the secret is to show everyone how cool everything can be and then give them the tools to learn the cool shit and like make them feel good about it not dumb everything down to try and like close the gap between high level skill and low level skill because there is no closing that gap it's impossible this is a different tangent i'm gonna get on about fighting games so i'm gonna cut myself off here okay i was gonna say by the way i i noticed that you like somehow fucking like Jebated me into ranting about equipment in 5e. I don't know how you did that, but you did. Congratulations. Because I, easy. How can we not? <laughs> I, yeah. How the hell did you do that? How did I, like, walk into that so easily? God damn. I know what gets you, uh, Jimmy's Russell. I know. You You really hit the Goku button. I don't know how I let you do that to me. <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, adding options is never a bad thing. And yes, you can add too many. I completely agree that you can add too many, but you either, like, you should never have equipment that doesn't do anything, right? Because if it doesn't do anything, there's no reason in wasting the ink. And going back I, to- I, I guess the argument would be that even just an attack is doing something. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I mean, th this current statement is sort of on the topic of equipment in general, just sort of leaving weapons. And like, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I actually kind of don't believe what I just said, TBH, like earlier, because er, yeah, earlier we were talking about adventuring gear conflicted. and like the whetstone and yeah, like, yeah. There's a uh, whetstone in Five E. Yeah, there yeah. is. There is. Yeah. Um, in, that's, in the that's, players, that's part of the problem, Josh. Uh -huh, is that yeah. There are items that you just don't know what they do because they're just kind of there, so you just, just don't there. pay attention yeah. to them. And it's like we have candles in D and D. Right. I mean, actually use candles. Here's the like, thing. Genuinely. Here's what I'll say with D and D specifically, and some other games probably. I wouldn't be surprised if Vampire had this problem at one point too. Uh, is older games have this weird legacy where back in the day games used to list the price of everything from like mm -hmm. car keys to nuclear missiles because what if your players want to buy a nuke you need to know why even though you're playing like a superhero game and no one would ever yeah. reasonably want to buy a nuke but they tell you how much a nuke costs because you need to know yeah. and like i remember i was i was listening to um listening to like a review of a really old i think it was like an x or it was an old marvels game and it was you know it's about playing marvel superheroes and then there's an entire like several pages dedicated to apartments and housing and how much everything costs it's like what literally no fuck? one cares about this yeah exactly like nobody cares about this i'm not playing spider-man to know how much spider-man's rent is like it's so fucking it's yeah, wild kind of bizarre so it's um, like so i think well, what's just a little 
It's very. <laughs> so I think what's going on is the reason D&D 5e has dumb shit like an abacus and a whetstone is because it's that legacy of how the game used to be handled and designed. Oh, I, mean, I mean, shit. Back in the day, adventures, like adventure modules, used to give you every NPC in a town with everything they own and how much all of it costs and how much money they have, just in case you wanted to rob them. I, I mean, I kind of I kind of <laughs> do kind of like that, TBH, but, you know. No, fuck out of here with that. Too much work. Not worth I guess. it. I, look, motherfucker, I'm hosting. Fuck off. I was just saying. Uh, I mean, I... <laughs> So here's my thing with that kind of stuff, right? Because if we look at if we look at D&D Beyond, you look at whetstone, it just says a standard whetstone used for sharpening blades costs one copper piece, weighs one pound, it's a utility item. My thing here is, and the reason why I like Fantasy Flight so much is because you can have the little descriptions, but the little descriptions can have some sort of mechanical effect. Right. So what right. if as opposed to whetstone, right? Whatever, as opposed to a standard whetstone used to sharpen blades. What if instead it said whetstones can be used for uh, like, I just fucked my own quote up. You know, yeah. whetstones can uh -huh. be used to repair swords. That's that are uh, repair weapons. Right. Begin. We have things in 5e that can destroy weapons, right? Some uh, slimes, the rust monsters. Kind of. Uh, critical hits is a is one of the things that can destroy items in 5e if you're using those variant rules. I, uh, if you do have yeah. it in there, it it's basically the same amount of ink, right? You're you're it's basically the same sentence, but you're using it to imply something. Can repair weapons. And those are key words that 5e uses in its mechanical terminology, right? They they sort of they work across the board. Yes. The problem though is if you do something like that, when you say this can repair weapons, and then your game has no real mechanical backbone to how weapons can break, then it's just like, why did you bother? You know? And there are some things that break weapons in 5e, but it's so freaking rare that it's like, does it matter? You know, I mean, uh, I'll be honest that, that that's just one example of what a whetstone. It can is. Do. It is. I'm yeah, just saying I, uh, my, my broader point there is that you you have to be careful about putting in. You have to be careful about implying the existence of a mechanic through something and then that a mechanic not actually existing, right? Well, you know so I mean? here's the thing. Just because it doesn't fill the very specific need to that much of a degree, like, yeah, sure, whetstone to weapons, that, that might not come up too often. But, like, an abacus is potentially got a thousand and one uses. And all you would have to say is, can assist in intelligence checks. That word, like, can assist. You can take that as it can give you advantage. It can give you a floating modifier. Uh, it can reduce devil's the Devil's advocate, though. d and is very specific about those sorts of things. So it wouldn't say, like, given how the game is currently written, I don't think it would say can assist in intelligence checks. It would say, in matters of mathematician questions, you can use this to get a plus one on your intelligence plus abacus roll or whatever. You know, like, it wouldn't... Cause they're so they're not they don't do that that style of of language where it's like uh sort of up to dm interpretation they don't do that very much you know they try to avoid that i sure they might That's try it to tricky. avoid it but they don't always do a very good job of it I mean, it's a, they don't. Yeah, they don't and, avoid it a hundred percent. I think I agree. I think they should embrace that kind of language more, but they don't that much. So like, 
you get in this situation where if you start making like if you start making equipment like that for later versions of the game then you get in this space of oh well that's not how i was thinking about things before and now i have to kind of change how i'm running like it's it's a small example so this sounds more dramatic but it could potentially spiral into a weird place i it, it could but i'm very doubtful that it will right like and the, the, what i and sort of what i mean by that is it doesn't have to give you anything concrete but it can tell the gm that it does a certain thing or it can be used a certain way it doesn't say that people it needs are, to be it says that it can be i think so many gms expect that concreteness though well, okay, they sure, you know? but it is, like if you put in the equipment because the equipment's got rules in of itself, right? If yeah. you say, you know, equipment can vary in its usability from situation to situation. You can think about either granting advantage, using floating modifiers, lowering DC. If you put that in the rules, it no tells the GM to start. Those aren't allowed. <laughs> fuck off! It tells the GM to start thinking about it that way, right? And it's it not does. a, I have yes. to relearn it. It is, you're learning it out the gate. And that can reinforce the more vague, quote-unquote, language that could be used to revise the equipment. Yeah. Uh, yes. I I guess I guess the problem, right, is that because the game didn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily like that in the beginning, there's going to be this, like, transition period of people being angry. Which I guess I mean it's what's happening right now. Not much. Yeah, change. yeah. Like it's just yeah, gonna I mean, give people I get, another thing to bitch about ourselves included. Yeah, yeah. I guess right. fuck the angry people. I get. I, I gotta. <laughs> I, yeah, Josh. Every time something changes in any video, or true. Game, they people will get angry. People true. were angry when we went from third edition to fourth edition. People were angry when we went from fourth edition to fifth edition. It doesn't yeah. matter. You make any yeah. change, people are gonna get upset. And then, enough. like a year later. There will be some that remember, but most people will forget or just stop caring because I, I, I feel it within an addition. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm conflict. Like, I like what you're saying, Isaiah. Like, I would definitely use what you are saying, but I could definitely see a lot of other players being, you know, the, the rules is written. People that get really fucking tight asshole about it, you know, they would have such a hard time with something like an abacus saying assist in intelligence checks. They would look at that and go, what does that mean, though? Well, you know? so it, it says it. That's why that's why I said if you put it in the of the general equipment's uh, rules to say in this instance, words like assist or may vary can mean either floating modifiers and tell uh, in advantage, adding your proficiency because you're you're hard coding. <laughs> you're almost hard coding the vagueness, right? You're saying it can True. do these things based on what you as the GM feel are necessary to the situation. And this is a great yeah. segue yeah. because that's why I love fantasy flight so much. <laughs> hey, we brought it back. We brought it back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Let's get the applause in there. You, um, big claps. Big claps all because and, uh, big yeah. claps. I could be talking out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure I'm not because I was really hyped with the equipment in Fantasy Flight, but I have not read the rules in a while. I was going to read them today when I got sidetracked because my brothers asked me some stuff. But for example, I remember Ro was very particular about getting the the goggles, like the thermal goggles or something like that. And all it says is that you can see in the dark and you can see infrared. That's all it like. It doesn't tell you like out to a certain feet or yeah, in specific yeah. conditions. It just says it can do these things. 
Well, see, that's what I was saying too, right? That's what I mean. That that's where I was saying about Five E's um, specificity problem. The reason Fantasy Flight Star Wars doesn't have to say out of sixty feet because they already disregard that concept and do everything yeah. in like short, medium, long range, right? So True, the they, game from the ground up was built to avoid that problem, whereas 5e is built on five foot of, increments and shit like that. You know what I mean? Of, well, because you could easily have put the, the limitation of you can see infrared out to medium range, but it, does, it doesn't say that. It just says you can True. do it. And it, it sort of does rely upon the GM to go, OK, well, if it's foggy, they're probably not going to have long range sight. Right. Like it sort of plays off a rule of simple logic and common sense. And, right yeah it does i really like that it does that and like if it doesn't do that it tells you specifically what it does right like stim packs are fucking cool as shit stim packs say you jab somebody with a stim pack and they heal a certain amount but it also says that you can't spam them because if you do they people can get sick and then they get less effective right like it, it gives you hard-coded rules and it gives you cool not lore but it, it interesting situational effects that it can have on a, a specific scenario you know it's like ramifications so like yeah i can yeah, keep yeah. healing you however <laughs> well it does have also have mechanical it does yeah. literally have mechanical ramifications too yeah but um, you know, the, the mechanics are going hand in hand with the situation because if are, it's yes. like oh well you have you know you heal someone three times, they start getting woozy. They fail a roll. The wooziness explains why they rolled like five disadvantage. You know, that can compound into something else. And if they get a hit with a critical hit, it can compound into something, right? Like it makes it super easy to play off of itself in a way that the flavor can affect the mechanics and vice versa. Well, and, and also uh, Star Wars has a, again, they built this from the ground up, right? Like, so that's why this works good is they have a really good system of the whole um, boost, boost and uh, what are the black dice called? Setbacks. Setback, they have yeah. the boost and the setback die, right? So it's really easy to have a piece of equipment, slap some flavor on it, and then just be like, it gives you a boost die. Nice and simple, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's again, they have a good system. They have a good they have a better foundation to work with. I think that's where 5e starts to run into problems is the foundation for equipment isn't really there other than like weapons and armor, you know, the standard shit. That's where it get, you know, if you don't have that foundation to build on, it becomes a lot harder to work it in in a way that's elegant and compelling, you know? It, yes, I will not pretend that it doesn't have the possibility for that, but the, the cool thing about 5e is that it's just bare bones enough that it can it's highly customizable you know it is like, it is and yes you might have some ramifications like if you're using we're going to go back to, to midgar's hero handbook real quick if you're <laughs> going to use the mall's uh rib shatter ability or not not mall but like the oh, i can't remember what the hell one of them it can it basically is like a they have to make a con save or be stunned all right well it's like okay you can make the argument that it sort of makes the monks stunning strike irrelevant and yeah potentially because it is free but it does eradicate their ability to extra attack where monks can do it up to four times around all of them are stunning strikes right so it changes things and it might flip them in the favor of something else but it does not completely eradicate the the usefulness of the other side of the argument 
right? Monk stunning strikes are still going to be amazing. It's just that now the fighter can get one off per round if they're feeling spicy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it yeah. just... I, <laughs> it worked I, good. <laughs> it worked good. Yeah, Midgard I mean... Cool. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, yes. Man, Midgard more. cool. Tell me uh, more about how it cool. Please. Uh, just it, it do good it do good in the good way you know right. <laughs> mm-hmm. see, see. it make the whack fun whack fun yeah whack i food. mean you know it's kind of good funny show. no it's kind <laughs> of funny f- i don't remember i mean i remember that show existing but i don't remember anything about it you know it's it's kind of funny for me because i i don't like my games really really crunchy right i don't it may come up <laughs> if you've been listening since you know first episode it may come off like i like games that are super crunchy i actually don't i like really elegant mechanics but i don't like super crunchy mechanics which is kind of why Shadowrun can eat my balls in terms of game design <laughs> um that's a whole other thing i though. like throwing a lot of dice though smile i mean i do like throwing a lot of dice that part's fun <laughs> but equipment is one of those places where i i i kind of want the game to be a little crunchier for some reason like i want i want that kind of i guess it's that witcher thing right i want the idea of like i have the specialized equipment for the specialized problem and i'm such a fucking big brainous chungus guy because i brought the the silvered sword to the werewolf fight kind of thing so it's like yeah with equipment like i don't i don't mind adding some extra stuff to my equipment which is why a lot of games that's probably the one thing with a lot of powered by the apocalypse games that tends to disappoint me is though that um subset i guess that that family of game design tends to ignore equipment as like a major factor well, I, like it, well, hold on hold on i'm sorry I, my i just existed through 20 seconds of brain blast are you are you speaking bad about powered by the apocalypse you josh are you what what what? Uh, what? I mean, I'm not speaking bad of Apocalypse World. I'm speaking bad of the games from it to some degree. Uh, no, I, I, I just, but <laughs> you're saying anything bad about the Power by the Apocalypse games is just, yeah. this, viewers, well, this has not happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, fair. But, like, you heard it here first, folks. I think Dungeon World sucks. Dungeon <laughs> World is trash. It's all garbage. Actually, it's it. funny. No, Dungeon okay. World has more <laughs> equipment rule stuff because it comes from, you know, because it's based on D&D. So it, it I kind of had to mm. adhere to equipment a little bit yeah. more, although not <laughs> that know. much. All I'm hearing is game bad. Oh, yeah, game no. bad. Oh, God. <laughs> but, like, yeah, my point. Anyway, point being. Game not cool. Game not not cool. cool. Yeah. (laughs) After the memeing on me is done. Um, Players, we do. Sorry, listeners, we do actually like Dungeon World. (laughs) We do. Yeah, I love Dungeon World. We do. Matt's never played it. He doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. No, I've I've read. I've read. Oh, no, that's right. You didn't play that one shot with us. No, No, he didn't. I'm I'm big sad. I wanted to play a fire fire guy. (laughs) Exactly. But, um, yeah, so, like, that is one of those things that Powered by the Apocalypse games tend to kind of i don't want to ignore is kind of a strong word but you know they don't tend to focus on it as like a primary thing very much and that is one place that i tend to get a little disappointed because i do want i don't know i don't know i want a little more crunchy fun to my equipment which is a little counterintuitive in some ways but i can't you know which is 
funny enough, that one of the things I do kind of like about Shadowrun is the equipment in Shadowrun is kind of interesting. <laughs> I, you, you know, know we you've talked about. I remember you and Sam have talked about the equipment in Shadowrun quite a bit, and I've just never yeah. had a chance to look it up. But from the very, admittedly, very little that I do know about it, it does seem like it would scratch that itch for me, where it's like everything has a purpose, but everything can be extrapolated upon. I, you know, it's it's a real shame because I really do like Shadowrun, and Josh, I know <laughs> you hate running it, but like I yeah, actually no. like, I really like the system, and it's really sad that it's like. Not, such it's not great it's rough it, like, to run it, it really I, is yeah i'm i'm sure uh <laughs> i just i don't know i i just i really enjoy it i could maybe i could maybe come back to it if i came back to it with the mindset of like i'm just gonna the shit that annoys me i'm just gonna ignore it and i'm mm -hmm. just gonna try and really hone in on the good parts i guess like yeah. so, there might so be a way i could do it but oof. yeah so what what about Shower on that it makes it like hard to run like exactly oh uh, is it uh, is it a whole is it a whole big thing or is it just like yeah it's kind of a yeah. uh, it's kind yeah. of a whole big thing because it's problems on top of problems okay. basically the, uh, i'm trying to think of how to even really summarize it the thing I mean, with shadow run Sam, go ahead. I have to think I, about I, it. I, I, was, I was gonna say, because uh, one of the biggest problems with Shadowrun is that uh, sometimes you would just have to run two different games going on at the same time. Not what I was gonna mention, oh. but yes. Okay. That is, is so, that's a cyberpunk genre problem, though. It's not I mean, only uh, Shadowrun. Yes. Okay, I get yeah, it. Yes, Sam, but Shadowrun is, is very, yeah. very, uh, it's bad. yeah, it's not great about it. What Sam is referring to is the problem. So anyone who's not familiar with the cyberpunk genre, a big thing in the cyberpunk genre is you always have at least one hacker on the team, right? You have your Shadowrun call it. You have so like your standards with Shadowrun. You have your street samurai. Maybe you have a mage. You have like a rigger. Maybe you have a gun guy, which is essentially another street samurai. But you always have a hacker, and the hacker's job is to go into the meta or the the matrix. <laughs> the metaverse. Can't believe you were almost in metaverse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Metaverse. I think there is a game God that calls it the metaverse. But anyway. So like you have to go into the matrix and do all the hacker stuff. And because of the way Shadowrun is, the matrix is like it's like the matrix the movie where you have an avatar and you're like doing stuff like you're a person it's sort of like a video game kind of thingy right yeah so you can have like literal combat in yeah. the matrix and shadow run like your character like you basically what it is is you're like i'm a hacker and my character's avatar is so like when i was playing a, a technomancer in a shadow run game my character's avatar was literally a samurai so when i did hacking things i fought like a samurai with a katana in the matrix yeah you so basically like, have two different characters so yeah yeah kind of wild to hear. yeah yeah so like <laughs> yeah. when i was fighting so like when i had to hack i had to like i don't even remember but i was like hacking into something and i had to fight a virus and the virus appeared as a monster and i fought it as a samurai with a sword because that's how the matrix is in shadowrun anyway my god being, <laughs> so yes the matrix is essentially and this is a problem with a lot of cyberpunk games is the hacker is essentially playing one game and all of the people out on the meet, what they call meat space are playing a different game yep uh so there's that's that just one issue that's one issue i think the primary issue shadowrun has and this is actually funny enough this issue does get reflected in the equipment and sometimes it does get a little annoying shadowrun has a really bad case of what i like to call roll to take a piss 
I feel like I've made this joke before, but I don't know if you I made it while believe, recording. Yeah. Yes, you I have. don't know if I made it, you know, while we were recording. But yeah, Shadowrun has the roll to take a piss problem where they ask you to roll everything and or they have a mechanic for everything. So every little thing you could ever like really give a shit about doing has to have all these rules and you have to go all right hold on let me go look in the book all right how long like a great example is shadowrun has like i want to say two pages dedicated to drowning like how huh. drowning and swimming works and it's Weird. like when is this ever gonna come up you wasted two pages of art and ink and everything on this shit so another great example is when you're in combat in shadowrun it takes not one not two not three four it takes four rolls to attack someone. Four. So God, that, ah. that actually sounds like yeah. torture. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that I mean, this is why you would play on a little. Oh yeah, that helps like, a lot. Tabletop simulator, not not a not yeah. not in person. As much mm -hmm. as I I I love the idea of playing games of. in person, uh, I'm not, and I like I like rolling dice physically. You I have heard... to play this game. With with some kind of electronic, yeah, because you I, roll a lot of dice a too. Lot it's of not dice. a small amount of it's a, dice. It's big dice pools. It's I heard, a, big I heard a story pool. of a dude who had his. He was a street samurai, street samurai character with dual Uzis, uh, oh, and because they were dual Lord. Uzis, and he did so much damage, <laughs> he would put all his dice in a bucket and then throw them on the table with the bucket. Because oh, that's how many dice he had. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah it, so it gets worse than that too, because it's like. It, it's a success system. It's not a value system. So yeah, it's every die you, of a five or a six counts as a success. Yeah, so I think. it's not like you can just add. Like you have to be like, all right. So this is the success. Success. Yeah, success, you have to put them like to failure, the side. And be like one failure. success, one success. All right, two here's yeah. the defense die that they yep, rolled. Yep, yep. Then you compare them and then you deal uh -huh, damage. Uh -huh, yeah. So yeah, it's basically, a, it's a whole system. It's just very, it's just not very elegant. A lot of it is, uh, it's just, we just put mechanics on top of mechanics. It's like, they just made a mechanic sandwich and didn't try to like weave things together in a nice way or like, like they did that thing where, you know, a game sometimes will do that thing where they're like, oh, how do you handle this situation? And then they give you an entirely new set of mechanics to deal with that specific situation, as opposed to tying it into the base foundation they've already created. They did a lot of that in Shadowrun, and it just becomes this crazy stacked up mess, and it becomes a situation where you're constantly having to reference, okay, how does this mechanic work? How does this mechanic work? Because none of them interconnect, none of them None of them elegantly weave together in a way that is like they just it, it's just a like <laughs> it's like a pile of mechanics as opposed to a nice tapestry of mechanics. Like I, I can't that was kind of a weird example, but <laughs> yeah. So it, it feels like all the mechanics were afterthoughts in comparison. It's to like they were all built. all the mechanics were um, designed by themselves. Like yeah, every I mean. designer designed their own mechanics and none of them talk to each other and they all put it in one book. And they're like, all right, there we go. We're done. And you're like, <laughs> uh, like imagine if in 5e you had a situation where, so if you have this weapon, you get an advantage on an attack. But if you have this weapon, you get an extra point, you get an extra three to hit on the attack. But if you have this weapon, you roll six more D6s to add to your attack. Like they just kept making up new mechanics for like a, a weapon helping, like being better. It's that kind of weirdness. 
Yeah, that sounds terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could go on and on. Um, also, there's lots of weird things. Like, there's this mechanic in Shadowrun called Edge that just <laughs> is like narrative fuck you GM points, basically, but not in a fun way, like Star Wars, in like a really like adversarial way. No, mm. I, I, I love him. Uh, I just. Yeah. Okay. Because this is this is a war uh, between the the GM and the players. Yeah. We're we're not playing a game together. No no no. We're fighting. And you shot really me with the sniper rifle from the building. I mean, honestly, if, if if you were to just kill a player like that unceremoniously, I would be like, all right, now fuck you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. In this it's, example, you know, you you get shot, you die. They mm. use the the system and they just don't. They it's spend a point of edge and they just get to say no, I don't. It's also kind of funny oh, too, because yes. Shadowrun Shadowrun is aware of this problem because they made a version of Shadowrun called Shadowrun Anarchy, which is supposed to be a simplified version of the 5e system. And it was just like kind of a weird jumbly mess. And it was also a GM-less system, which is really fucking weird and doesn't make any sense for a cyberpunk game at all. But they went for it anyway. Yeah. That, oh, wait a minute. Huh. I don't. I don't. I. It was. I. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. It's, you know, Shadowrun's an old game and it's got a similar problem. Like older editions of Vampire the Masquerade had this exact same problem, you know? Oh, yeah. They kind of so, fixed it. Yeah, you know, they got better, but, it, you know, it's one of those things where games used to be designed with a different games used to think you need like they used to be designed in such a fashion where it's like we need a mechanic for every possible fucking scenario ever. And it's like, no, no, you do not. You do not I mean, need to tell me how to roll to take a piss. I mean, the problem is bing. that a lot of people would ask for those mechanics and because right, people were used to having rules for everything. Uh, they'd be like, I don't have a rule for that, so yep. do it. Yep. Or they'll make a rule. Or and oh my god, Matt, you've heard the stories about grappling in third edition? Yeah, where like okay. the yeah. rules used to be two pages. Two or, or three pages. Like, take that, yeah. take grappling, just apply that to the whole game. Shadowrun. For every fucking rule. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, uh, I'm over-exaggerating uh, a little bit, but... Say, that's, that's a bit of an over-exaggeration. I am over-exaggerating, but it, that's what it feels like. Like... Some there are mechanics in the game that are like, yeah, you just roll one thing. You're yes, done. there are. There are. But then there are mechanics where it's like, okay, so if you're an expert with this particular thing and like so, okay, I'm I'm gonna tangent a little bit, I guess. So oh, we're it, so it, deep fine. in the tangent. We're, we're, this goes into on, equipment we are though. So far this, away from equipment right now, it's fine. At, you 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 knew you say that, but I'm pulling uh, right here back. we go, here we go. Do it. Oh, okay. All right. So in Shadowrun, you can have expertise i don't exactly remember what the i think it's literally mechanic. called expertise it might be uh it's been so long since we played yeah with weapons and when i say expertise with weapon expertise expertise teeth. uh with weapons do not eat teeth that is weird <laughs> maybe in a broth but like that's a broth that's different anyways so you can have expertise with weapons or equipment or whatever and what that expertise does is it gives you extra dice now that might seem like nothing but like it really helps specialize your character and because you have to be specific about what you're an expert in it can't be just like oh i'm an expert in long arms which includes rifles shotguns um i think those are the only two that actually fall under rifles that's a rifle my guy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like long arms but no you have to say like 
sniper rifle, you assault rifle, yeah. shotgun. You you can't just say long arm. You have to. You can, you now you be, can you can be an expert in multiple long arms. Yeah, yeah. And get yeah. the same bonus, but every time you get that, you, like it's it's something very specific. It's like and you that, couldn't just say sidearms. You have to specify yeah. like pistols, mm-hmm. micro Uzi, like <laughs> yeah, micro something Uzi, like that, shit like that. Yeah. So it it was it's very specific, but it it allows you to build your character in such a way that one your equipment feels very good for that character, and two it, I mean it it does play into the system, which is good, but it also is not like a great combat system, unfortunately, yeah. because of the amount of dice that you have to roll. Which, like, yeah. again, if you have a, de- a digital system helping you, it's fine, because then you really just have to compare stuff, but then the damage comes into play, and you end up having characters that don't understand the system and not having a weapon, because if you... Uh, another little tangent. So, there's two types of damage in Shadowrun 5e, which is the same thing that it was with White Wolf games for a while as well. So there's yep. there's like actual like lethal damage and then there's stun damage. And if you don't have a weapon and you're fighting with your fists, you're doing stun damage, which is an entirely different health bar. Oh, also Shadowrun so. as a game is uh, absolutely covered in system uh, or in supplement bloat oh my god yeah i Woo! mean that's 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 another that's that's another topic for another day yeah it's bad uh it, so like you have a reason to specialize your character in certain equipment where unlike D, it's like all right well i could use a great sword or a great axe and they do the same damage type so even with the feet it's not like i specialized in one or the other there's no uniqueness to them other than the difference in their dice which like people will start being min maxi and then i just go i like x yes <laughs> i like big fuck off x hello it's the return of that one <laughs> the big fuck off yeah so like i really like that about Shadowrun. i really like building a character in Shadowrun. yeah building actually. is fun yes building a ca- playing uh, building quite no, fun i i enjoyed playing because i <laughs> built my character right i mean um, yeah there's definitely some of that going on if you don't understand what you're doing with your character because you don't really understand the system then unfortunately you're probably going to have a really bad time because and this, this can, is just me. It's one of those games where you can fuck up your character really easily. Oh, oh, absolutely. But it, it, and I'm 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 an advocate for you should at least read the basic rules before you create a character because if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, and I'm not saying memorize them because that's like that's it that's is, asking it is for a long much. game though. I I yeah, but like you know, people are if you don't understand the expertise system or you don't understand that a weapon. Ha- uh, uses strength instead of dexterity. Uh, sorry, yeah. bud. You built your character wrong because you bought I, weapons that you can't use. I, just, I think this is really funny. Read. I'm sorry that you're you're talking around a story that I think you've actually told on podcasts before. You did. You did. It's just really funny to me. Like it just seems like a, a just a sequence of subtweets. It, I mean, yeah. Sam's trying uh, to just, not go off on. I you know, just. 
I just find it no that particular story I find hilarious because it is funny. It, quite, it was very it, funny. It, it quite literally was. I built my character well. The other two players didn't because they didn't read. And like even during character creation, there was like, hey, you should probably do this, and they're like, okay, and then they didn't do it. And it was also a very funny situation where one of the like players took game. took hacking as a skill, oh. which you literally can't use unless you're a decker. You need to have a very specific like. Yes. It's not like you just make a hacking roll. Like hacking is its own subsystem in Shadowrun, yes. so you need to have a deck. You need to be a decker. You need to have the link mm-hmm. to your deck. It's a whole thing. Yeah, uh, like I was playing a rigger, but I didn't have my rigger set up yet, so I didn't specialize in everything that a rigger would use yet because I just wasn't there. However, these players were like, I'm going to build ahead of time. And I'm like, that's cool. We don't have any money for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it, it really comes down to, at least in Shadowrun, building your character in a very specific way instead of. And like your character becomes unique because of how you build it instead of like D&D where it's like, okay, well, other than the stat rolls and maybe feats, every champion fighter is going to be the same. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, uh, you, you get di- you get different magic items, sure. But like uh, this champion fighter over here, mechanically with the plus two sword is the same one over here with the plus two sword. Basically, like, Isaiah, you should not have asked. Or Matt. I don't know which one of you asked, but whoever one of you asked shouldn't have think, asked about Shadowrun. About Shadowrun? That was me. Because uh, I had no context. We've gone down a dangerous road. I yes, uh, Look, I'm I'm yeah. just saying that, and I, I think this is a topic that I was actually saving for another time. I like being able to allocate stat points and skill points on a character more so than checking a box and getting points into that every time you're your main stat or your proficiency bonus goes up because 5e is fine it's just very bare bones when it comes to actual character creation that and this this brings me to a particular announcement that you talked about josh uh the the reworking of the talent system in wow (laughs) and it's just like yeah, no, I can see that because the reason why I really stopped playing WoW is because it felt like everything got really dumbed down. And yes, you know, there were very optimal builds, but there were quite a lot more of them other than just like, no, every single paladin takes these three skills. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, I didn't have a somebody take over. I didn't have a follow up there. Yeah. So Electrum pieces. No, no. <laughs> you know what? No, 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 no. no, no. Let, let, we're gonna get into oh. that. Don't you worry. We're gonna get into electric yeah. at some point. Let's. You're welcome. No, no, I'm good. Uh, I had this thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about. I was thinking about the good old Elden Ring, right? And I was thinking about one one item in the equipment list that is kind of low key awesome, and it's soap. And what? now I I know what you're saying. What is that? What the fuck what? you talking about right now? <laughs> Did I you know that soap was an Elden Ring? <laughs> no. Yeah, I did. Okay. Matt, did you know soap was an Elden Ring? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck? So soap basically allows you to get rid of status afflictions or sorry, status buildup uh, uh-huh. for things like poison and scarlet rot and shit like that. Uh-huh. Soap is in the 5e equipment list. Why does it just do something like that? I think it'd be really easy to do. 
Does it do anything? No, absolutely nothing. No, it's just it's just there. I don't even know why I asked that. I should have known. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, it costs two copper pieces, and that is all. Wow, two whole copper pieces. Jeez. Yep, that's like a whole week's fucking salary. <laughs> it's more like <laughs> half a day a week. <laughs> I've been farming the crops for three months. Okay, all right. (laughs) You know, because we have the amount a guard makes in a year. It's like, what, two gold? Um, yeah, it's not. Really? Oh, shit. I've said this before. The distance between um, the money adventurers get and the money everyone else gets is so hilariously, like, distant that adventurers are just every adventurer in 5e is Jeff Bezos, just all of them. So, okay, all right. man, so man, maybe make, I wasn't giving my players too much money. Then. No, no, I mean, no. you brought up money, no, no, maybe because hold, I, hold uh, on, no, 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 no. I need to talk about, <laughs> I need to talk about the guard salary now. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is 100 percent correct because I don't remember the exact value they give. But if two uh-huh. gold is a guard salary, all right, their entire wages for the year, for the right? Year. Yeah. So. Two gold is what? 200 copper? 10 to 10? Yes. Yeah. So for 365 days of the year, all right, a guard makes 0.5 copper a day. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. So (laughs) if soap is two copper, that is four days of work. (laughs) (laughs) I was almost right. Oh, oh my shit. god! I was that's joking about weird. a week's worth uh, of pay, but I was almost uh, right. No, wait, that's hold, really oh, brave. Hold on, I'm I'm looking. Holy shit! Okay, please do. Uh, so it says fuck. here: social status poor, unskilled laborers, coster monger. What the fuck? Someone look at what a coster monger is. I don't even have the time. I, Peddlers, thieves, and mercenaries make Coster-monger? sixty silver. Yeah, it, it, you can literally spell it out. Uh, or, or One it's, who it's sells it. fruit, vegetables, fish, or other goods from a cart, barrow, or stand in the street. Isn't, isn't that just a cabbage fuck? merchant? Like, what just the fuck? Yes. Vendor. Why? Yeah, what? what I, no, fu- I like that word. No, shut the fuck up. I like no, that D&D is teaching us up. words. Daddy Crawford is... No, eat my whole ass Daddy Crawford is teaching us vocabulary. No one is going to use the word cost. I'm going to use that word because I actually... Actually, I really like that word. Down to the, that's a good to the market word, to the coster market. Hell yeah! Oh no, because God. it no, because it's a specific kind of thing. Because it's someone who sells all of those things from a mobile stand, like a cart. So it's, it's not just, just vendor. a vendor. Fucking costermongers, Josh. Going back to what you're saying, it's a good word, asshole. No, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> use that word. No, if you I do, like it I'm a gonna lot. ignore that NPC. I promise. That's fine. You. I like that word. Going back to what we were saying, though, is if you're we're talking in, about how much a guard gets paid. Yeah, so soldiers yeah. with families, laborers, students, priests, and head, uh, hedge wizards? Oh, I, what the fuck is a hedge wizard? You don't know what Game? a hedge wizard is? No. What about a hedge knight? Uh, no, I don't know what the... What? Anyway, they make 300 silver pieces. No, what, what the hell is a hedge wizard? I... I... I'm j- I don't... I, how do you not know what a hedge knight is? I don't. What is? They're, I, they're basically just wizards and knights that don't have like someone they serve. Uh, well, what about them hedge rogues? Though? So they're just freelancers. Okay, that's. I, hey, they're Ronin for. It, oh, oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I felt like weebing it up a little. I. It's I high noon, samurai. After that one. <laughs> <laughs> just. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. So they they make about six <laughs> uh, three hundred gold pieces a month. So that's um, 
30 three. gold. 30 gold a month. Uh, you, what? 30, you 30, just said 300 30. gold. Yeah, no, it's silver. He, Sorry, he, to make 300 he, silver. Yeah. I'm still stressed okay, from the okay, technical okay, 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 300 silver. Low 300 silver. 30 gold. 30 gold. So knights are pretty fucking loaded. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Uh, no, just soldiers are pretty loaded. Right, but again, still not as loaded as adventurers who get thousands in a day. Yeah, but I, at least they can right. afford soap. So here's the thing: high priests get three hundred <laughs> silver pieces yeah. a month, which is what you just said for hedge knights. No, three hundred versus three thousand. No, you. Oh my god, you said three hundred again. My okay. okay. High priests get three thousand silver pieces a okay. month. Okay, That's, okay, That's yeah, that makes sense. Does it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, hey, hey, listen. Not to bring religion into this, but you know how how much priests get. Yeah, priests are kind of ballers. <laughs> I, I like, know it. I mean, that's I, that's a whole different argument as to why that doesn't make sense to me. But all right. Well, I mean, you know, <sighs> that's so wild. Yeah, I guess. I guess we could talk about money. Money's sort of part money's of, part of the equipment, of the equipment system. Yes. Why, why does electrum suck so much? God, uh, why is it in yeah. the game? Why every time? Oh my! Go ahead, I, go ooh, ahead Matt. Ooh, Matt, well, I'm gonna right, go I'm first. Don't fucking right, okay, yeah, well, you it, first. Okay. But Matt had some. Re Matt did some research on the topic. I, good. <laughs> you, we were when we were playing Avernus, and it was like you get statues of Electrum and Electrum ingots and Electrum pieces. I don't know if we got pieces, but it was no. It was the ingots in the in the statue. Ingot, yeah. We were literally like, all right, cool, useless. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's just the Gravity Falls memes. Wow, this is useless. It's just that. I thought Sam put him there specifically because he knows how much we don't like Electrum no. and we were no. in hell. <laughs> no, but I, I am writing that one down. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh my man, it's, God. it's a real, real shame that the civilization only uses Electrum. Oh, Let's oh go, me. Can you imagine if we just got <laughs> fucked at the stock exchange or yeah. the, the, the currency exchange? And just we're, like, we're, wait. <laughs> What? We're gonna go to that new wizard area in the campaign, and that's all they're gonna use. They're all just gonna use electron pieces. We're like, I can't buy shit. Oh my god, I would get so <laughs> mad. <laughs> they're like, uh, exact change, please. Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> also, I apologize, Chris, but yeah. That, so, because I, I was doing doing uh, a wee bit of research, and if anyone uh, wishes to look up, look up. Uh, MasterTheDungeon.com. Why everyone hates electrum pieces. <laughs> this article has been <laughs> so great. Do you want to read this? It's been so good. Podcast. Like they go through the history. Like apparently, electrum has been in DD since first edition. Yep. And going into it, and exclusively, like what's it used for? But then they go into the specific of why people hate using it in their game, and basically, it boils down to like a two-dollar bill. You know, sure, it's it, it. You know, a two dollar bill it exists and it's real currency, but they don't serve much purpose compared to like the next highest bill, like five a five dollar bill. So why bother using a two dollar bill? Well, I think the weird thing is, is that it breaks the simple currency math that five E has, right? Where something is always ten of something else. Yeah. Because it's 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 what it's it's fives I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Five. It's yep. uh, something like it's ten copper to a silver. What is it? Five silver to an electrum, but ten silver to a gold, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, something like that. And then two electrum to a gold. No, I hate uh, that. That's terrible. No. Ugh. Yeah. Look, I mean, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. 
I, on one oh, hand no i'm sorry hold on i really do not like the fact that it, 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 it's one tenth of a platinum piece in that what you just posted matt yeah I hate oh, that, that. that's from I the hate, article that's I, what i am yeah. i understand <laughs> why but i think it's stupid yeah. <laughs> so i mean it's you know uh, look 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 I'm looking. My, my previous comment about, oh, I kind of like it when equipment is a little crunchier, right? That doesn't apply to money. No. At all. I yeah. fucking hate overly complicated currency systems in games, and I hate that D&D uses it, and I just... Why? I'm sorry. I understand that it is, it is historically more accurate but I don't give a fuck. Just give me coin, please. Just coin. Well, I don't care so, what kind of coin. It's wanna, coin. Want to know, wanna so know I, what a great, you know what a great money system is, Josh? You gonna say blades? No. I was gonna say oh. burning wheel. Burning oh, wheel is a good one too. Burning wheel's currency system. It's kind of like a stat in burning wheel. Yep. Oh, uh, you just have you just have pocket money, but when you do any big purchases, so like you don't have to worry about paying for the inn or paying for food. But like if you were like, yeah, I want to get this like super amazing armor, it's gonna cost you a roll to see if you have yeah. the resources or the connections to get you that piece of equipment. Oh, yeah, essentially you don't even you worry cool. about money at all. Yeah, essentially, like you roll like so. The idea is you roll, and your wealth is a stat. And the idea is that you rolling your wealth stat, it's not literally called a stat, but you know, the idea is you rolling that wealth is a representation of liquid assets and also mm -hmm. things you own. So it's, yep. you know, like in real life, right? When yeah, someone's like, yeah, yeah. oh, this person is worth however much million. That mm -hmm. doesn't like, it, oh, this guy's worth 10 million. It doesn't mean he has 10 million in the bank. He has a million in the bank and 9 million worth of assets or whatever, right? So it's that kind of an idea. Interesting. Um, so it's actually similar to the Wrath and Glory system of maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, I know I'm the only one who knows anything about Wrath and Glory. Yeah, no, uh, I, I got nothing for you. So on that one. in in Wrath and Glory, you have wealth, and it basically is a stat, right? You like you like if you want to, for example, bribe someone, you have to roll something plus your wealth, or maybe it's not called wealth. Maybe it's called like it's it's either funds or wealth or something like that. But it basically is like your your liquid influence. Right. Right. And you can use it also as a currency in of itself. So it's like, oh, if you want like a new shuttle, right? If you want like a gunship for your frigate, you have to like make the roll and then deduct to wealth or your mm -hmm. total wealth. Mm -hmm. I could be getting that wrong. I haven't looked at the Wrath and Glory stats in like rules in like a year and a half, but I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. That's an interesting little. Yeah, I mean, and the deducting part burning wheel also does a similar thing where mm -hmm. if i think so i believe i forget exactly the minutiae of the system but i believe it's a situation where if you fail the roll you can still buy the thing but your wealth gets <clears throat> excuse me your wealth gets taxed so like if you have three wealth and you're making an ob three test to buy a plate a suit of plate mail ob being uh you have to get three successes because it's a dice pool system you buy you go to buy the suit of plate mail you only get two successes so you fail the test but you can choose to still buy it but then your wealth goes down from three to two so it's that kind of a thing which is which is again to represent your sort of tapping into your assets right you're not just using your liquid money you're you, you're like selling the goat that you own to pay for the armor or something like that mm -hmm. 
Um, yep. So yes, Burning Wheel has a super cool money system. The yep. reason I, I mentioned Blades is because Blades abstracts it out in a way that I like a lot because it's very, one, it's, it's simple and easy to handle. Blades just says one coin is essentially a briefcase worth of money. So one coin is like a big chunk of change. It's not like pocket money. And you use one coin to like, oh, I need to hire some goons. One coin. You slap the briefcase of money on the table and the goons go, all right, cool, we're in, you know. Uh, so it's got that kind of movie heist feel of like it doesn't because, you know, in, in heist movies, right, it doesn't actually matter how much money's in the briefcase. It's just they slap a briefcase of money and ooh, it's a lot of dollars, right? Like that's it doesn't actually matter what the amount is. So Blades does a similar thing. And it's like, yeah, you just slap the coin on there and then yeah, there you go. That's how much it is. And everything is done in increments of one coin, two coin, you know, like that's how it's all handled. And then you generally don't worry about small purchases. If you do need to worry about small purchases, you can roll on your wealth, which is sort of like your pocket money. It's not, you know, because coin, again, going back to the heist genre, right? Like the money in the briefcase is not money you're carrying around on you. It's money that you stole and you're keeping at your base. So blades, the coin is sort of kept at home. You're not literally carrying it on you. So you roll your wealth or I think it's your lifestyle is technically what it is to represent the money you're carrying on you. If you need to, you very rarely need to though. Mm. So yeah, I like that particular system. I, I like both of those examples because they abstract it in a way that's, that fits the genre and is interesting and, and sort of, it makes buying things fun as opposed to buying things in D&D, which is just an annoying chore that we all have to do every once in a while. That's why everyone jokes math. about the shopping episode. Yeah, it's the math and I, the doing I mean, this and the rolling to see if you get what you want. And then magic items don't have set prices. So you have to be like, hey, GM, can I have it for 100? No, it's 500. But but the range says 100 to 500. I don't care. It's 500. You have to do that whole bullshit. It's, ugh. I mean, uh, I, my, am, I, am I the only one that likes that. shopping episodes? I don't know. I, I, I okay, love shopping but, episodes. I fucking but, hate the shopping but shit. Here's, here's, okay, so here's my thing. I, I like, from a DM perspective, when I say, hey, guys, uh-huh. we're going to do a shopping episode next, like, episode, uh, in session, not episode. God damn it. And <laughs> so, like, difference. you know, think about what you want to yeah, buy. Right. Think about what you have. Like, so, like, we can go through the process a little bit quicker. And then nobody does the prerequisite work. And I'm like, you do this to yourselves. I'm just going to do whatever on my phone while you guys figure out what you want to buy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's this. Yeah. There's that argument of, like, as a, as a GM, you can kind of be like, I'm not going to do anything for a little while while you guys look at lists. But, like, yeah, it's just not a I just I hate it. It's such a pain in the ass to me. I mean. Like, I want cool equipment, but I don't want to have to make buying it like a huge undertaking. So I actually I don't I think it's interesting. Oh, go, for it. go on, Matt. Sorry, Unless, I, I, oh, actually, yeah. sorry. Small stipulation. Unless it's like Burning Wheel, where there's actually a lot of subsystems and playing a character who's balling out of control is actually like a fun thing you can do in that game because there's systems that you can manipulate and control. And like mm-hmm. there's mechanics that will make it feel like you're a cool ball and banker out of control kind of thing. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a most games race. don't do that. There's a whole race, the dwarves, that really like to play with that yeah. system. Yeah. So. But like most games don't do that. So it's not usually fun like that. Mm. Matt, you were going to say something? I lost it. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Why did you foregore? Why? Why do you foregore, Matt? I'm sorry. <laughs> because it's easy and it really hurts his feelies. <laughs> I mean, it does a lot of. Oh, damage. my God. Ouch. 
So I, I had an interesting thought, and I think it's it's sort of funny that you don't like multiple coin types, Josh, because I feel like a part of that plays into the like, it's not that crunchy, but it adds a little bit more, and it also plays into the fact that you like more structured uh, encumbrance. Yeah, but again, I don't want that encumbrance coming from money is not something I enjoy necessarily. Like, like I said, the crunchiness of equipment does not apply to the money system for me. I want the money system to be fairly straightforward. The equipment, the stuff you're buying, I want to be fun. The thing you're using to buy it, I want to be fairly quick and snappy. You know? Uh, Which, maybe I'm being unreasonable, but yeah. No, I don't, I don't think you're being unreasonable. It, it's an interesting... It, interesting? It's an interesting, interesting. Uh, mindset to say the least because it's it's i actually really like just copper silver golds and platinum because it just makes things so much easier to be able to convert and be like okay right, but, well, you know. but wouldn't you prefer to just not have to convert at all wouldn't that be easier uh it'd be easier but just because it's easier doesn't necessarily mean i want that i i do like a little bit of the extra crunch and like it's funny it's, it's you know i'm bringing this up and kind of being a i'm not lying but my own like the system that i the game that i'm running uh i literally have one currency type and it's just units of currency because one of the few problems with hellscapes it, it, it just says like currency is whatever it's important to people in the apocalypse so it could be water it could be bullets it could be anything yeah you want. well that's because that uh, make that makes sense for the genre though it does. It, it does make sense. Having I, a complicated I, currency system for a post-apocalypse is like, that would be so contrived. Yeah. So which is, is which is side note why I find bottle caps and fallout kind of fucking stupid, but that's a whole other thing. I'll trade you well, two chickens for a gallon I mean, of water. So Deal. here's the thing: the <laughs> bottle caps are. It's a comedic thing. I yeah, I know. I just. It I mean, just, not only I that, hate how fallout. You? I will never understand. I know. I know. I. Know. I bottle caps are not only you know a comedic thing but it's also like how do you translate like value of items that you're carrying around to all the valuable items there in an older game because like yeah that like fallout one fallout two are extremely old yeah i always for me with post-apocalypse i always like just being like what's the money scrap yeah, like just scrap. That's a good one for me. I mean, that's that's basically what it was, what it is in my game. It's just yeah. units of currency is just whatever Enough. people find important. So like jewelry, scraps of precious metals, you know, motherboards and yeah, just anything. Because uh, it's just like I, I'm personally too lazy to make the system up myself. Exactly. But it's more it's on trading there, and bartering it's like than copper, currency. silver, gold. Then I'm like, good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ex- yes. That? I, he, Matt I, said it's more trading and bartering than currency, which, yes, it is 100%. That's the idea. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to represent, because, again, for the genre of post-apocalypse, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I just hate the breakdown. I hate I mean, having to remember how many coppers go into a gold and all that. It just annoys me. I just, uh, just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> is it because of math? Um, yeah, but it's, like, not fun math, right? Like, it's not math that I give a shit about is the problem, all right? right? All right, buddy. What is fun math to you other than damage numbers go burnt? Um, <laughs> just that one. I was gonna say, he's gonna just say just damage numbers go burnt. Yeah, just that one. I, I mean, there's probably others. I, fireball. I just can't think. Of, I oh, I actually don't hate encumbrance. Tbh. Awesome, Which, I hate encumbrance. Yeah, see, but that okay, but then see, but that doesn't make any sense to me, Isaiah. You're like, no, no, multiple currencies, that's fine, but don't you dare make me count the weight of that money. Like what? Yeah, huh? well, cause like I, cause 
Look, no explain. One, America, no one explain. America, I will explain. Hello, okay. I'm America. Uh, no one likes being told you can't carry all one, your but... money on you. Because um, it just, it, it feels very counterintuitive. Like, yes, it's more realistic, but it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, but I just, like, it's one of the few situations where you can throw the realism out the window for all most people care. But, Because being okay. told, like, oh, cool, you find a magic item shop out in the middle of nowhere, and it took you two months to get here, and oh, 90% of your funds is not in the area. Have fun coming back. It, like, yeah, no, fuck yeah. that. I mean, I guess I think, the problem the problem yeah. is is our modern perception of money is, you know, it's paper that we stuff in our pocket, whereas back in the day, it was fucking, you know, inch inch in diameter gold metal discs those shits get heavy quick you know like there's I think a weird... it depends on the game like if you're playing a survival type game like you know like yeah. in, in Icewind Dale we did encumbrance and we found a dwarven treasure vault and we're like shit we cannot carry all this money fuck what do we do yeah I like, <laughs> we're like we're I never like... coming back here because we hate this place <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I we mean, had that's... to like tensors floating disc half of it uh -huh, like uh -huh, be like uh -huh. all right carry it off See, but, stuff okay, in but, your pants make sure but i like that matt the fact that you guys had to think how are we oh, gonna yeah. use all this money and oh we have we have a use for this shitty spell tensors floating disc right like i like that's what i like about encumbrance is that it forces you to like come up with some like fun creative solutions sometimes yeah, I like it too, but I think it depends on the, the game you're playing, honestly. I mean, uh, I just hate encumbrance of. in general. Here's I think the thing. It's kind of an awful system. I, like, I get why it exists, but. So, <sighs> here's my thing, right? <laughs> even if even if money encumbrance doesn't matter, mm -hmm. common sense can still matter. So it's like, yeah, okay. Realistically, there could be two million pieces of gold in this Dwarven treasure hoard. You as the GM can say money encumbrance doesn't matter, but this is a little ridiculous. Okay, right? like, Isaiah, are you ready for the counter hit? Uh-huh, sure. Okay, here comes the counter. In your own words, putting things in the book to help GMs clarify these problems is always a good thing. And by not having it in the book, players are going to argue. So if you make money not cost any encumbrance and then you drop a giant pile of gold and players are going to say, well, there's no encumbrance to the money. So why can't we take it, GM? And then it becomes an argument. No, you just say because it's a lot of money. And I, I look, I understand from a logic standpoint, but I'm just saying it's going to become a fight then. Potentially. It, I mean, not it, guaranteed. Uh, but It doesn't have to be just all you have to do is the GM is say, yeah, it doesn't matter. But you're, it's a lot of gold. Right, but the players are. But again, if it's not in the book, like you always advocate for, put it in the book to help. Right? If it's not in the book, then they're gonna have an argument to be like, "Well, rules is written," and then you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, no, no, I mean, yes, I understand what you're saying, but I think it's you're you're kind of mountain out of a molehilling it. I mean, I am a little bit. Yeah, Blades <laughs> does the same thing. Like it, you like, yeah, coin is coin is coin, right? It's like one coin is a briefcase of money. Uh huh. And you can have a lot of coin, but it's like reasonably sure you well, cannot Blades, carry a safe around with you. Blades does have a limit on how much coin you can carry on you. I forget exactly what it is, but there is a limit of if it's you remember. Two coin. Yeah, there exactly. So there is a personal limit. So it, it does account for that already. And also in a heist game where you're doing like you know where you're like 
you're not expected to find a dragon's hoard in Blade, right? Like it doesn't. It's it's a little different genre wise. You're you're stealing the deed to the house, but you're not necessarily like robbing a vault, you know? Not necessarily. You I can mean, you can bank robbers and blades. But, but like, here's the thing: if you do the bank robbing thing in blades, then then the fiction has shifted, and now you're going to focus a little bit differently. So you know, we need to have a way to get all the money out, or it's going to like the GM's going to change how things work. You know, like it, it, it's a little different. There's different expectations. Yeah, sure, fine, I'll, I'll give you that. But I do still think that it it will. I'm willing to say nine out of ten times will not end in a fight i'm not saying it, it will 100 percent. i'm just saying if you disregard encumbrance on money i could see situations like you can't have both is basically what i'm saying you either gotta have I, encumbrance or not have encumbrance no so i disagree completely i completely disagree with you i think you can absolutely have both i i, I know are, i know you can because I've, I've not only have i played in situations where you have both i've run situations where you have both and it just it it's very, very rarely a problem. Mm. Right? It's um, as simple as being also, like, like, here's 20,000. Go on, sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, also, bag like, bag of holding, like, just solves all the, most of these issues. It, it does. Yeah, it obviously, which is, I mean, that's the thing, right? The bag of holding is just the fuck you button anyway. Like, that's literally why it exists. So, yes. I conflicting feelings on the bag of holding, but, you know. Well, that's because everyone treats it like the, was it the handy haversack when... Yeah like they don't but i think uh, honestly i'm one of those people who i'm just like just combine the items fucking at this I, point yeah i agree like, i completely agree <laughs> completely fucking agree i i do like the idea that potentially the handy haversack is cheaper because it's you know you i don't even remember 100 percent what the difference is the, the haversack that, holds yeah. less items and it specifically says you can use an item to draw any item an action to draw any item in the haversack that you want doesn't the bag of holding say that too no bag no, of holding is that random. you can do it yeah. No, it's not random. It's a, yeah, because you stick your hand in, and it's a ra- it's a random item. You don't get you you don't get no. the specific item. I I hold on. I'm no. gonna read those. That's not a thing. I'm pretty sure if you do it during combat, it says. All right, all, all right, all right. We're reading it verbatim. This is happening. We're doing it live on air. Okay. This bag has an interior space considerably larger than its outside dimensions, roughly two feet in diameter at the mouth and four feet deep. The bag can hold up to 500 pounds. Oh, yeah, it's not unlimited, by the way, but that's a whole other thing. The bag can hold up to 400 pounds, not exceeding a volume of 64 cubic feet. As an American, I don't even know what that means. So, whatever. Eight foot by eight eight foot. That's that's volume. The bag weighs 15. (laughs) It's a lot of shit. I know it's a lot. The bag weighs 15 pounds, regardless of its contents. Retrieving an item from the bag requires an action. If the bag is overloaded, pierced, or torn, it ruptures and is destroyed, and it con- its contents are scattered in the astral plane. If the bag is turned inside out, its contents spill forth unharmed, but the bag must be put right must be put must be put right before it can be used again. Breathing creatures inside the bag can, su- can survive up to a number of minutes equal to ten divided by the number of creatures minimum one, after which they begin to suffocate. Placing All a bag right, so. inside an extra-dimensional space created by a Heward's handy haversack, portable hole, or similar item instantly destroys both items and opens a gate to the astral plane. The gate originates where the one item was placed inside the other. Any creature within 10 feet of the gate is sucked through is sucked through it to a random location on the astral plane. The gate then closes. The gate is one way and can't be reopened. So All the right, bag so. does not say it's random, but it also doesn't say you can pick, but it is still an action. 
Yeah. Okay. So I, I maybe I was mixing mixing up with something else then. So yeah, that's, that's a little odd. Yeah, because I always thought for some reason that the hand the haversack you were able to always pick whatever item comes out of it, but the bag of holding was randomized, and then everyone was just like, "That's rule. That rule is dumb." So we're just gonna choose to ignore it. <laughs> But I guess I was just wrong and everyone was just doing it the right way. Everyone's been doing it the right way. And mm. I thought everyone was doing the wrong way, so, including no, I myself. Is, I, th I think the problem is this weird, like, wording the I'm sorry I for think... cutting you off, Sam. Um, no, it's fine. I think it just holds less shit is the difference. It, it does, but the weird thing it does say is that when you reach into the haversack for a specific item, the item is always magically on top. Right, which the bag of holding doesn't say. It doesn't say, but it says retrieving an item from the bag requires an action. It doesn't say that it's random, and I, I'm gonna be real. If your GM, it doesn't tells you say that it's, it's random, random on either of them, which is kind of yeah. Mm. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna be I honest. I have no idea if where I DM heard that. Says, I I vaguely remember seeing that somewhere as well. It could be. Uh, a th I, it could have been a thing in older versions. I really I have no idea to be honest. I've definitely seen that they've had to roll for grabbing the specific item you want out of the bag of holding. It may have been a different item, something very similar. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I just I'm, maybe it's I'm, a fuck you bag of holding. <laughs> I, I hate to be that guy who like throws down hard statements on things. Why not? Uh, We're on the internet. Who cares? I, yeah, it's fair enough. But I'm sorry <laughs> if you're a GM and what? you make your players roll to pull shit from the bag of holding. You're a dickhead. I mean, that was very that was very that was very firm. But also, I'm not necessarily going to disagree. So, you know. You know, maybe in the midst of combat, if you're like, if time is crunching, it's like, you know, maybe you're too stressed to think about the item you want. So like maybe a wisdom check or save or or something like I can see a situation where maybe the right, the like very specific stars align that would require you to make a check or something. But otherwise, you're a dick. <laughs> You fucking deck. Like, no, Yo I just can duck. No, I'm sorry. You're an asshole. Uh, I just think the haversack should be, you know, it's less, it's cheaper and it's easier to hide somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. The, the, the existence of the bag, the, the, the fact that the bag of holding even exists and is such an iconic item, you could make an argument is indicative of a problem in the system. But... I don't. Uh, I don't. Well, know. I think I'm, it's. It's. I'm I, I, very I, conflicted. I don't like. On one hand, I say yes, gold pieces are big and heavy and should matter. But on the other hand, I kind of see the argument for like, who the fuck cares? I. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so, so, so here, here's, here's my thing. I'm backpedaling. Encumbrance <laughs> in D and D is based off of literal weight. There's no. This one does one tick. This thing does two ticks. Yeah, this it's not like Star Wars. It is pound by pound. That is annoying to keep track of. It especially is. if you are doing pen and paper and not yeah. an electronic system. It is also just kind of annoying in general to have to keep track of the poundage or if you have the thing with you or not, because even in the digital space, generally not like they have the equipped tag on roll 20 for instance but they don't have the is it with me tag you know? yeah 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 yep yeah. so yeah i guess i kind of yeah i guess i i just i want i 
want D&D to have a more Star Wars-esque system where it's smaller numbers, right? It's less granular, and it accounts for both the weight and the shape of a thing, you know? I, I guess I just want something more like that. I don't necessarily love the way 5e does it, that everything is purely based on weight and the fact that it is pound by pound by pound. Also, the amount of shit that player characters can carry is fucking redutodonkulous. Like, my little five foot four bitch-ass tiefling sorcerer can carry like 200 pounds before he's encumbered, which is fucking bananas. Even if it's on your back, that is a wild amount of weight. So, you know, that's a whole other thing. Oh, it's also yeah, worth it's also worth know. pointing out, by the way, that um, in Boom, Star Wars, D &D just built different. <laughs> yeah, right. It's also worth pointing out that an interesting thing that Fantasy Flight Star Wars did too was when you're wearing something, the encumbrance value actually changes. So, yep. like the encumbrance of armor, if you have it in your bag, is three, but when you put it on, you subtract three. So, wearing armor doesn't encumber you because the idea is it's built to be worn so it doesn't really impede you but carrying a full suit of armor in your backpack is kind of a pain in the ass so it would impede you so that's also a good system and uh, I, it is yeah I, I almost feel like 5e is kind of because of how ridiculous the numbers get in 5e it almost feels like they're kind of implying that with the armor you wear anyway but not saying it I, I don't think they are. I, I I think they. I think that's part of their thinking. They just didn't say it outright, but I could be wrong. If it is, it's not clear in the slightest. I'm gonna just say it. Like what I mean is like, there the the fact that your little scrawny wizard can carry 200 pounds is because they're accounting for the fact that the shit he's wearing is not really part of the equation, even though they're counting it in the numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I, I, I get it's what like you're saying, phantom weight. If if it was their intention, it's not clear. It's not clear, and I don't know if it's 100% the case, but it, it, it almost kind of feels like it. But now I'm just, I mean, that's speculation, so. I, uh, I had, that, that's the point. <laughs> what, what other things that I wanted to talk about? I, I had so much, so much I mean, in my head. Gold for, for, was, you know, I mean, money. Yeah. So, I don't know, money, sis, I mean, <laughs> fuck it, I don't know, man, make equipment cool. Like, equipment cool would be, you know, nice. Uh, equipment like, cool. So I know, so Jeff, fuck I know, cool. <laughs> you could make that. <laughs> so I know, like, yeah, like, you've looked at for the artisan tools and stuff from Xanathar's Guide, like, do, yeah. you, do you not like any of the stuff they added, or do you want No, it's more? fine, like, it just never comes up. I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on if your character's proficient with that artisan tool. Like, I... I have. You know, I, I, I've had it come up for me a few times. Very few, but a couple of times. So, so here's here's the thing. Hey, like I don't know what you, Sam's character's proficient with. If you as Chef Souls, if you as oh, a player, right. yeah, I, I use them constantly. You cannot tell me that I don't. Well, that's a little different though, because you're using the feed ability, so it's like not the same. You know what I mean? That's because I got the proficiency from the from feet. the feet, right? So it's a little yeah. different than just using them but on I'm, their own. Yeah, but. You Ow. made me roll without that proficiency. True. Anyways, what I was going to say, if you, as the player, make your character use these particular tools on a regular basis, it will come up. If you, as a player, look at that and go, oh, that's really cool, and wait for your DM to bring that up. To invite it, yeah. What are you What are you waiting for? Just yeah, it, it. it is a Just more player-facing thing. It, it's an extremely player-facing thing. A lot of the mechanics, especially for equipment, is player-facing and not DM-facing. Yeah, sure, the DM gives it to you, but, like, the player uses it. You have to remember to eat. Yeah. 
it, it is also it, it does also vary based on item right like everyone makes jokes about how thieves tools is the only tool proficiency that gets used all the time right and then like if you have brewers tools it's like lol good joke bro you know so it that is a factor too is like some get used more than others mm-hmm. yep just unfortunate yeah but it, it, it is a bit like of a that. shame and that's actually, you know, it's funny. That kind of brings us back to the original point, which is, mm. and they, they okay. And in all fairness, they mm. did do this in Xanathar's, where they're like toolkit examples of uses for it. So they, they did, did for the toolkits, yes. Yeah, they that's why I meant. Yeah, it, they just, I feel like, did not advertise it enough. Yeah, the problem is it was an addendum to an existing thing and not there from the start. Well, it, it could be an addendum, but it felt like it felt like the addendum was it, and I could be wrong about this. I will freely say that it felt like it wasn't advertised. It, it, you know, it wasn't the new revamped proficiency stuff for for toolkits. You know what I mean? Because I still see people who are like potions. Yeah. Is that medicine kit or alchemist kit? I believe technically or herbalists. It's technically I'm pretty sure it's alchemist kit. But um, I don't remember. <laughs> Did not tell you. Um, I, I'm looking right I'd now. Look I think it might. I think herbalist kit because alchemist kit. It's like you can create a uh, puff of smoke, identify poisons, identify a substance, start a fire, neutralize acids. You can craft, collect raw. A character can spend money to collect raw materials, which weigh one pound for every fifty gold spent on the alchemical item, like perfume or oils or. Hey, you can make soap for 50 gold. Damn. Hell yeah. Let's make Damn, some soap. that's fucking well, expensive how ass much soap. Gold. How much soap do you make? <laughs> Probably a lot. To I better be table. able to cave a troll's skull in with that soap. With a brick of soap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit better be fucking messy. If you go, like, the troll comes up on you. He's like, all right, boy, we've got to square up. And you just hold a massive, like, anvil-sized chunk of soap over your head. And he just... Oh, never mind. This guy's yeah, fucking if, nuts. I'm out. If it's not the Edda and Eddie, like the the yeah. hat of discipline, do you live in <laughs> the cave? Then what the fuck the even? Oh, <laughs> God. It's the soap Ooh, of discipline. Do you live in a cave, troll? Uh yeah. Actually, no. I do. I'm a. I'm a head back. You know what? I'm a just. Just bye. Just fucking beat him with whack. some soap. Why? Fuck. That's funny. God damn. Oh, oh god, god. Oh, that's a great all. mental limit. Or maybe the troll's just afraid of the soap because he he's he doesn't want to clean himself. <laughs> also a possibility. This is a weird tangent. What were you talking about? <laughs> tool proficiencies. All the RC kits and mm, tool, tool, proficiencies. tool proficiencies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, again, you know, it it's a player facing thing. A lot of this stuff I feel should be more player facing than DM facing. Like DM gives cool equipment. Magic like items player. in the player's yeah. handbook. Uh, who said that? No. I. No one said. Uh, no one said anything. You you kind of sung that, mm. not well, but like you sung well. it. Nobody said I was a singer. <laughs> I don't. Damn, I had another train. <laughs> uh-huh. Somebody say something else. I had a train of thought and then it left me. Well, I, I mean, we're talking about magic items. Uh, I I just gonna get them, get them, uh-huh. just uh-huh. plug. Mm-hmm. Midgar mm-hmm. heroes. Mm-hmm. If you want your players to have cool new weapon ideas and you don't want to give them magic items because magic items can be overpowered as shit. Give Correct. their magic, give their normal items tags or special abilities or change the dice up. Just do, just do anything that makes it seem a little more flavorful. But, than, I, but you know, but you just don't want to give them a flame tongue or a vorpal sword. I mean, as we're pointing out, what's a tag? Uh, you know, what's I don't funny? know what that is. 
I actually, I, if anyone listens, I'm not publishing this, so no, but I actually did up making a list a few times of like different tags that I would want to see in equipment. Uh, like one of them that I was really happy that I came up with was tandem, which is like if you if you have two of the same items. So if you're doing like Tanfa or daggers or like hook swords, if you have two white uh, items with the tandem tag, they don't require the light property to dual wield. Well, that's a good idea. Or like defensive. It's like, you know, a parrying dagger would have the defensive tag and it gives you just a passive plus one. And you could like, for example, combo that with something like defensive duelist or, you know, dual wielder. And you're like, oh, cool. You can start building things differently. I think, I think though, Sam was trying to actually get you to explain eggs. What? No, that's uh, it's fair that's enough. possible. Sure, I'll explain tags a about 15 minutes too late. So tags, <laughs> dear listeners, yeah, I mean, are you know. those the the little splash words that you see underneath items. So for example, a uh, longsword has versatile, rapiers have uh, finesse, daggers have thrown. If you're the psychopath that uses a uh, lance, you have special, which is its own can of worms that does wacky wild woohoo bullshit. Oh yeah, don't even fucking, man, special, what an underutilized mechanic. Yeah. Yep, nets as well. I've never seen yep. anyone use a net before in attacking, but if you nope. want to do it, bud, you're fucking a legend. Yeah. Some straight G stamp Our material right there. Battle shall be so, legendary. Uh, what was so, that? Oh, I no, no, I was asking what Sam, Sam said. Our battle shall be legendary. Question oh. mark. <laughs> yeah. So uh, apparently in five E at least the the whole tag thing they're called weapon properties. They I, are yes. That's yeah, the official name. That's that's, that's, yeah. that's that's the same thing though. Like, I know. It, I, I I just figured it's I'd just throw a that. different name for the same system. Yeah, they're tags. I don't care. <laughs> All right, they're tags in every other game I've ever played. Like <laughs> this is this is the this is the Dark Souls Souls versus Elden Ring Runes thing, Josh. You're, this, this is the other side of this argument. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's not. My my reason for consciously calling them runes is different situation. But anyway, I don't want. We're not gonna get in. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about Elden Ring again. No. Oh. No. I mean, Elden Ring has some cool equipment. Uh, you know, there's that. Yeah. Yeah, Although I would make an argument yeah. that Elden Ring went a little overboard with the magic items with that. Uh, no. No, steal all the magic items for your D&D games from Elden Ring. Weapon Do it. arts? Question mark? Do it. No, the weapon arts I like. Smiley face? Actually, weapon arts would be kind of a fun thing to put in D&D, come to think of it. It's the Midgard stuff! <laughs> What, what, what? Weapon arts is just the Midgard stuff. Right, right. But they're, but the idea that you can have an ability that you can swap to other weapons. And some weapon arts are just, they're just spells, like flat out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. God, is Actually, Eldering just D&D? <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the d and inspiration is very heavy. Actually, though, that did give me a thought. Mm-hmm. Something that super annoys me, and this is not actually a D&D callout. I think this is a callout of a lot of games, is a lot of games do not have a reason to use different equipment, right? So if we're, I mean, the obvious one, we'll, we'll go with the low-hanging fruit. If we're fighting skeletons, I should have to bring out a hammer because you can't 
stab a skeleton. I mean, you could kind of stab a skeleton, but you can't effectively stab a skeleton. So I would love it if more games had some sort of system that really encouraged bringing multiple weapons and having to swap between them and being like, okay, I need my spear for this fight. All right. All right. Now I need to bring out my sword because the enemy's gotten too close. You know, oh, this guy's armored up. I'm going to need to use a halberd. Oh, this guy's, you know, got plate mail and a shield. I'm going to have to get a fucking, um, like a, a Danish axe or like a boar hammer or something to cave a skull in. Like that idea of different weapons suiting different problems is something that I think is really underutilized. And I would love to see in literally anything because I can't think of any game that does it very much, honestly. You know, generally it's like. D&D. Huh? Second edition D&D. Oh, did second edition do that? Interesting. Um, I mean, skeletons literally would only... they. I think they would take like no damage from slashing weapons. And yeah, weapons. they were immune, I believe. You, you had to use blunt damage. And there were a lot of things that were like that. So like, you yeah. incentivized having multiple sets of equipment and, you know, oh, we're going to yeah. go fight on dead. We're going to use this. Like, it, yeah, and I, it, it's kind of like how it's like when you, you fight something like a revenant in right, 5e right. where it's like you have to burn it or deal burn radiant it, yeah. damage because it's just going to keep coming back you know that kind of thing yeah that i think adds a lot of fun to equipment is having to be like i need to make sure i have a sword a hammer a bow a spear to like you know deal with all these problems because as as a lot of games are right now and again this is not a DD only problem this is most games it's like all right i got a sword I'm going to use this sword to solve all problems in existence. All issues in the multiverse can be defeated by my blade, even orphanage. What? That orphanage? What? Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. You fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got against orphanages, my guy? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's going into go timestamps. I meant. I meant. <laughs> what the fuck did I mean? I meant like my sword can even solve problems like poverty, I guess is what I was getting at. So, <laughs> you can solve an orphanage's problems with a sword. <laughs> are, oh you, are you going Anakin on us? Is this what's happening? <laughs> I don't. Oh my God. I think we need to Wait, talk. Josh, you're forgetting Who's about your the most. Palpatine? <laughs> I don't know. Josh, you're forgetting about the most powerful weapon of all, and just came Friendship? out in the Magic: The Gathering set. Oh, this is not the Friendship. Sword of Dungeons and Dragons. No, it does bludgeoning, piercing, oh, and slashing damage. So Let's ugly. go. That's it. You're going. That's it. So uh, ugly. I'm done. He's going into Fuji, everybody. It's oh so beautiful. God. Look how massively <laughs> ugly. It's such an ugly. Uh, I lo- anyway, I love. I love this though. I uh, yeah. Anyone, anyone on the internet, I, look up Magic: The Gathering, Sword of Dungeons and Dragons, and just bear witness. Uh, um, to answer your what question, Sam, I think my Palpatine is just my cat. Uh, but oh, anyway, nice. <laughs> like, yeah, I, what, huh, wow. Point I was getting at, I would like it if the fighter, you know, couldn't just be like, I stab all my problems, you know, that's really, that, that was the crux of the argument. I don't know why murdering orphans somehow, I don't know what I was trying to say. I, that, I, that I think it's I also, know. I want to know too. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's also because a lot of D&D players, they don't, you know, they have there's this idea in their mind for their character, or oh, at least this is, uh, I'm just probably, not even D&D, this can be probably for any game system, uh, yeah, where most. they have 
Yeah, mostly D&D, but like they no, have most the, games. I said most games. I'm, yeah, yeah. But most char- people have this idea of the character who's like you know Conan wielding the sword yeah, or yeah, the barbarian with the axe. Most people have the idea in their head of I only want to use this one thing unless I find like a super powerful yeah. Like, it's like I'm gonna, or something or something I else. Wanna, yeah, I want to yeah. play John Wick, and my image of John Wick is dual pistols, so I'm yeah, always gonna yeah. use like I I get that I do, but, but I do agree with you that more players should. You know, mix I it think up it would be more. Yeah, I think yeah. it would be more fun if you had to like, you know, yeah, if you carry multiple. Now, granted, all of this, all of this comes with the caveat of that you would probably have to adjust encumbrance a little bit to make it not annoying. Yeah. So I mean, there's that have problem. To do a lot. You'd have to design the entire system basically around that rather than the pound. Yeah. No. It would because... again. It would have to be a stronger foundation type situation. Yeah. Because. But again, I, I haven't seen any games. That, I can't think of a game that has done it very well, unfortunately. Kind of like, I think a lot of it would, I think a really good way to do this, to do it too, would be based around uh, like effective, effective ranges, right? Because if you think about it, the reason that soldiers carried swords on a battlefield in medieval times was not to sword fight. It was oh no, this guy got too close to me so I can't effectively use my spear so I have to pull my sword out because he's in my face, right? So that that would be, I think, an interesting way to do it too is like, but obviously then you're talking about more granularity to engagements beyond just like five foot squares or be, you know, then you have to go, you'd have to have a close and then like a very close and then like a face-to-face range so that's like a whole other thing. Yeah. But it's a fun idea on paper, I guess. <laughs> is what I'm mm. getting at. I, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't, I mean, I don't I, know why. Oh, here, go, go on, I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I've cut you off so many times. Just fucking go, please. That's all good. All right, so I was going to actually, this, this, <laughs> and this may be for the, the fighter episode, but like on yeah. that same thing. Do you guys feel like all fighters should have like the battle master? Like, no, we can't. Or? We can't. Oh, Matt, no. no don't. I, 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 You're going to send me right. off for another hour. I can't sorry, get into this right, right now. Sorry. Quick it answer, was just, it yes. came Matt, into my cool. Yeah. Short yeah. answer, yes. Short yeah. answer, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll save that, save that for another episode. Sam? Hi. Uh, how are you? What's your, what's your quick answer on that one? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I just, I think it should just be baseline. I like instead yeah. of getting more feats. They should just have more features. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it more should, should. it's it's more complicated than just a yes, but yes. I could go on on that one for a while. Tbh. All right, next next time on the face. Yeah, but also I uh, although to 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 rear it back, it, it Isaiah did have a point that the the midgard abilities on the weapons kind of are battle master maneuvers in a way. So oh, yeah. that's like, another way you could solve the problem is rather than tie the maneuvers to the class, tie the maneuvers to the weapons. That's not a terrible idea. Maybe I mean maybe it is. Fighter, I don't know. Please. I think wow. aren't some of the maneuvers tied to weapons already? No. No. Well, oh no. So they have rep they have weapon requirements. But what I'm saying is rather than uh Battlemaster being a subclass that gets maneuvers, you have Sail maneuvers attached to the weapons. So any fighter subclass can use it. Like you can be a rune knight and you can take the like sweeping maneuver if you have like a, a spade tipped greatsword then you can use the sweep maneuver because it's attached to the sword not your subclass right 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 yes some of the maneuvers have weapon requirements but that's in the that's that's doing it in the other direction yep. which i don't like really 
I mean, also, I get it, but yeah. I mean, another thing about like fighter for that particular instance is that you have to plan for your fighter to have particular weapons versus, oh, I picked up this weapon. I can now do this thing because I am a fighter and I know how to do this. Right. So it makes it more. And I know I said I like character building, but I think that in particular, like building your character, you use one weapon rather than maybe right one use weapon one weapon really, effectively, really well. but like use several others that are near like nearly the same thing, like axes. same family. There we go. That's the word that I was for. These weapons are in the same family. You know, I just I don't know. I don't know. Think about it would be kind of sick though, right? If you're like, oh, uh, we got captured, we don't have anything on us, and like one of the you like choke a guard out and pick up his spear, and then now you can do a bunch of like six spear maneuvers because you're such a like G of a fighter that you just yeah. know how to do it. Weapon master fighter. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. That should be a subclass. <laughs> that should be a subclass. That's actually a fun idea. I like that a lot. I agree. I like the idea of a weapon. Anyways, <laughs> what is our yeah. current times? How long have we been going for? It feels like a long Two hours. time. Okay. Two minutes. Ish. I'm gonna have such a hell of a time doing the, the timestamps for this episode. <laughs> Orphanage? <laughs> Orphanage? Question mark. Still don't know why I said that. Anyway, Isaiah, yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Take us away. Yeah, uh, it's just been a bit of a, cliff, a bit of a clusterfuck of an episode, hasn't it? A little, um, little, little bit. Sorry, it's fine. All right, it's, 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 yeah, fine. it's fine. It's fine. We had tactical difficulties. We talked about the equipment. I, we know what's sad is that we missed a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. I just, it's just, we just not gonna have the time. Not I mean, is there, like, is there like any, what? Is there any really important ones you want to like hit real quick? Uh, yeah. God, now that you put me on the spot, I can't think of them. Of course, I had uh, so much stuff I want to talk about, but I don't remember. <laughs> nothing that i can bring out quickly mm. like nothing that doesn't involve like revamping of systems because mm. <laughs> like like damage yes i completely agree about like the damage typing and like the the fighter should be a battle master but that goes into different things and, and why that could sort of play into equipment typing and yep this is so much but nothing we have time for um so yeah i think it does so, so to recap Try to mix it up. Try to make things a little more interesting for your players. Don't be afraid to uh, to experiment with your equipment. You know, maybe change the dice as long as it equals the same number. Throw some fucking floating modifiers in there. Bring that shit back. That was a dumb idea that they took it away. I get that it's made the math more complicated, but it's fine. D&D can afford to get a little more crunchy. Check out the Heroes of Midgard uh, handbook because it's really cool. And this is not, uh, again, not sponsored in any way. Just, I love it. You should love it. It's awesome. Uh, and until then, that'll be that'll be everything. It's, it's been us, and we're we're, we're we're clocking out. We're signing out. We'll see y'all later. What? I, you're just gonna I, yeah. you're just gonna yep, ignore yeah, the no. other three of us. We're not allowed to no, have no, a closing no, thought. No, 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 yep, no. It's fine. Done. It's fine. I, I, you know, it's it's okay. I didn't want to say equipment cool again, anyways. I, damn, uh, damn. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? No. Other than equipment cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no was he literally cool. gonna say that too? <laughs> I mean, uh, and give your players the sword of Dungeons and Dragons. No, no don't do that. Kill um, any player that asks cool, for it. Though. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I, I, I was gonna say I do have closing thoughts, but thinking about it, you kind of, you kind of hit what I was gonna say, I suppose. So that's God good. Damn it. Um, but <laughs> so but, equipment. Cool. Hold on. Hell hold yeah. on. Hold on. We do. Uh, there's some. There's some important. Uh-huh. We got. We got. We got new viewers rolling in recently. Listen. God damn it, listeners. So hey, hey fam, you wanna go? Uh, if you use the Funny Bird app, we all call Twitter give us a follow and if you're over on the youtubes hit the subscribe button por favor that'd be nice then ring a that bell please now i'm done okay equipment uh, cool it, it, equipment cool hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right that, that'll be it that's all for realsies this time but goodbye friends goodbye forever okay <laughs>